Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Um, our key verse that we had on Friday night for our Her Tribe Women's Ministry is this. Generation after generation stands in awe of your work and each one tells stories of your mighty acts. As women in this place, as men in this place, we all have a story that is going to go on for generations and help raise up a people that is underneath us. So as it is Mother's Day today, I do feel to share from a woman of the Bible her story and really apply it for us here today. But whether you are male, whether you are a younger person with no children or maybe an older person with no children, I do want to encourage you to please don't tune out because this applies for each and every single one of us here today. So the title of today's message is, Where Do You Find Yourself? So let's set this up. There's a woman in the Bible and her name is Hannah. Who has ever read Hannah in the Bible before? If you haven't, that's okay. We're going to learn a little bit about her today. She was married to a man named Elkner. Now, Elkner had two wives. That's a bit of trouble in that household, isn't there? Now, one was called Peniah, and Peniah had bore many children for Elkner. And then Hannah was the other wife, and she had no children. In 1 Samuel 1 verse 5, it says this, that the Lord had closed her womb. Her womb. She couldn't have children. Now Hannah longed and desired to bear a child. Hannah was in deep grief. Now Elkner, he is an integral man and he would go down to the Solomon Feast of the Tabernacles of Shiloh and he would offer sacrifices to God. Now other men would also go and offer their sacrifices to God, but they would also offer it to other gods. Now, Elkanah was an integral man and he believed that his household would only serve the one true God. And I believe that's what many people in this place believe today, that they are only going to serve the one true living God. Now, Hannah, in her grief, she wasn't eating, she was in despair, her colour of her skin had changed. Now, Elkanah, to help cheer her up, would offer her double portion of the choice meat. Now, thinking about this, maybe this is where emotional eating first stems from. <laughs> you know what? You're feeling a bit down, you're feeling a bit glum. What's in the pantry? The chocolate. Elkanah offered her double choice. Now, looking across this room, you don't need to lift up your hands. You know when you're going through a stressful time or a high-pressure time, there's some people that... Yeah, go to the food, the pantry, and you start to see them putting a little bit of weight on. No judging at the moment, anyone. And there's the other people who go under stress or a little bit of pressure and they just don't want to eat and they, they lose it. God bless them. <laughs> lucky, lucky. No judging. Now... Hannah, now this is something that I think that men can learn here today, but Hannah during her grieving, her husband said this to her, Hannah, why do you weep? And why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than 10 sons? Now obviously, 
Elkanah had not read the Men is from Mars and Women is from Venus book or What Not to Say to Women 101. Encourage you men, if your woman is feeling a bit down, just be wise with your words. But anyway, here we go. Let's go. I'm going to get straight to the point because that's what women usually do is get straight to the point and we're not going to be going on for very long because we have a beautiful setup for you. But my first point to today is where do you find yourself? Do you take it to the cross? Now Hannah, she grieved, she carried a deep burden and a longing to bear a child. Hannah, in year in and year out, would find herself in the house of God. Let's just look at some verses now. Once when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. And in her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow saying... Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all of his days and no razor will ever be used on his head. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli the priest observed her. Hannah was praying in her heart and her lips were not moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought that she was drunk. And he said to her, how long are you going to stay drunk? Now put away your wine. Hannah replied, not so, my Lord. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my anguish and out of my grief. And Eli answered, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked for of him. Verse 18, may your servant find favour in your eyes. Then she went away and ate something and her face was no longer downcast. So during this time, Hannah was found in the temple. Now, an interesting thing, during the time of grief and during the time of burden, during the time of uncertainty, where did Hannah find herself? You know, with her time of spending time with God, it went from a yearly thing to a daily thing. When we're in different seasons of waiting, when we're in different seasons of grieving, when we're in different seasons of high pressure, it's quite interesting because some people actually run away from God. Their time from Him decreases or their time from Him pushing in in prayer decreases. But as women and as men and people of God, our time actually should increase in the house of God. Our time with Him one-on-one should be increasing. Our time should be coming to the cross should increase, not us running away from the opposite direction. Where do you find yourself? Now, Hannah had a great problem, but she went to the house of God. She went to the Lord. Now, God had closed her womb intentionally. Now, it might sound bizarre and strange that God would inflict that on someone. But during that time, her bitterness, Hannah's bitterness towards Peniah, Because if you know when you're in a season and you see someone else really like flourishing and going so well, your heart sometimes gets a little bit hard, doesn't doesn't it? When someone else's prayers have been answered and yours are not. So Hannah, during her grief towards um, Peniah and her grief in herself, she actually was brought 
brought to prayer. She was moved to pray. Now, verse 15, which we read, but she said, no, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Hannah went to the house of God and she poured out her soul in prayer. To Eli, she looked drunk, but her prayer was that longing, that deep sense of, God, you've got to do something. Have you ever been in that place where you're just in that place of persistence, that God, it's only you, only you can make it shift, it's only you? Hannah was in this deep longing. She was persistent and she was full of faith. Um, For about five years, potentially longer, my children had been asking for a dog. And they were very, very persistent. Every Christmas, every year, Mom, Dad, I want to get a dog. And I always had a reason, oh, the backyard, we'd have to fix it because the dog would get under the fence. No, we don't want a dog. Oh, we might be moving to the other side of Australia. No, we don't have time for a dog. Like you'd have to then put it in the car and move it across. No, there's no time for a dog. Oh, Mom, Dad, we want a dog. Um, oh, we're renting right now. Then you'd have to get another bond for a dog. Like, no. Oh, mom, we want a dog. Can we please get a dog? No, the house doesn't have grass, so no, we're not getting a dog. A dog definitely needs grass. Then we were looking at purchasing a house and the dog conversation kept coming up and kept coming up to the point where we eventually gave in and we got a dog and we are so thankful for him and he wakes us up every morning at 5.40. So, but we love our dog. Can I say persistence? It does pay off. (laughs) Hannah knew that she was the Lord's. She was a great woman of faith. You know what? It may not have made any sense to her, but she found herself at the cross. She found herself at the cross in prayer. Now, prayer is to enable us to accomplish God's will, not to get God to do our will. How challenging is that? You know, often we're in times and we're praying, believing that God's going to do this and God's going to shift that. But often it's God who shifts us first, doesn't he? So can I encourage us right now? Oh, here they are. Here they are. To carry. We've got different things in life. We've got life pressures. They're always constant, aren't they? This is why I put it on the heaviest one. This is 12 kilos or 10. Often in life, it's your children. Oh, no, that wasn't intentional, I promise. We can have our future, the future. And we're like, it is a heavy weight. What's going to happen in the, in the future? We can have our studies and our grades and believing for good ones and, you know, just different relationships They're a heavy weight at times, whether it's in your own marriage or if it's in just life, in your workplace, with friends, uncertainties. There's all these heavy weights in life that are constant there. There's financial ones and I'm sure that you can name a few yourselves. But when we're carrying these weights and I've got this this backpack... And we put these weights on ourselves so many times like, God, 
what's going to happen? Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Why I can't bear a child? Like, why is this not moving? And we can carry these weights. The relationship ones, if there's been a barrier that something's going on, there's the uncertainties. And we have these weights. in a few years. Oh, I can't, that's it, that will have to do, I have to wear this for a while. But that's life, isn't it? That we have these, these weights. Marty, can you please help me put this on my back? I need your help. Oh, you're amazing. That's another preaching illustration for later. You need people in your life to help carry the weights. I'm exhausted just carrying it right now. (laughs) But often in life, we're carrying these weights that wear us down and it's hard work. But if we're just walking around life and doing it by ourselves and we're not coming to the cross, we've got to bring these weights, these heavy, heavy weights to the cross to the cross, to the cross, we've got to bring them. Now, in verse 17, Eli answered to Hannah and he said, go in peace and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. God will allow us to feel by peace when we're going through our different problems, when we're going through our different burdens. Because Philippians 4 verse 6 says this, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, by thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Right now where you are sitting, where do you find yourself today. Point number two, lay it down and worship him. Now, did God close Hannah's womb so that he could get all the glory? Did God close her womb so that the story could unfold for his own purposes? Yes, it did. After Eli had told her to go in peace, Elkanah and Hannah left, and then something happened. It's not the something you're thinking of right now. But in verse 19, it said this, then they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord. Now we discovered in our life groups over the last few months that worship is an act of surrender. Worship is an attitude. Yes, it's a thing we do here corporately as well on a Sunday, but worship is ultimately laying down. Worship is placing God first. Now, Hannah, amazing woman, amazing woman, had made a vow to give her son back to God, that he would serve the Lord all the days of his life. Now, I just think of Hannah and I think she's incredible because humanly speaking, she had longed for a son and then at an early young age, gave him back to the Lord. Weaned him and then gave him back. Would have been the most hardest thing Now, Hannah, during this time, she found herself at the house of God. She found herself at the temple. 
She found herself at the cross. But if you just come to the cross with all this baggage and all your issues and all the thing that's going on, but then there's another step that you must take. You must lay it down and worship him. Because if you just come, if you just come and you do your thing, but if you don't lay it down, you're just gonna walk away with it. And you're gonna walk away with it for 10, 20, 30, 40 years until you're on the other side of life. And you're like, oh, why didn't I deal with that relationship issue? Why didn't I forgive that person? Why didn't I surrender my children to the Lord? Why didn't I just get over it? But if we come to the cross and we take it off, and we worship him and surrender our lives and lay it down, we walk away feeling so much freer. And that's what I want us to do today. Let's get this one over here too. Let's lay it all down at the cross of Jesus. Now, there's a lot of parents in this place and you know, as parents, we naturally worry about our children. Hannah did an amazing thing. She surrendered her son to the Lord. Now, as parents, we can do the best that we can in raising them. We can bring them up in the house of God. We can encourage them to read their Bibles. We can sit around the dinner table and pray. We can do a lot. And we can be great parents, but ultimately, we must surrender them to the Lord's because they are the Lord's. I'm so out of, so fun. If I could have the keys, please, for a moment. Now, Hannah knew that everything depended on God. She couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. Her husband couldn't do it. The priest, the pastor couldn't even do it. Only God can answer you. Only God is the one that can fully answer you, restore you and take you on to the next. Samuel, if you don't know about Samuel, he grew up to be one of the most prominent leaders in Israel at that time. He was the one that anointed King David. He was the kingmaker. He was God's prophet. And today in this place, you might be feeling barren, you might be feeling empty. You might be feeling like you're lugging this backpack around with you every day, week in, week out. Not just week in and week out, year in and year out. And today I just want us to come to the cross, not just then walk away, come to the cross, lay it down and worship Him because that's where full surrender comes. That's where freedom comes. That's where liberty comes. And God hasn't called us to be weighted down and feeling like we're in this captivity. He's called us to be children of the Most High God. He's called us to live freely. He's called bondage to be broken off. He's called us. So right now, just as the keys are playing, I just want you to think of some things in your life that are weighing you down right now. Whether you're ready, we've got nap plan coming up this week or you're entering into your HSC or you're 
wondering what career option you're going to make in the future or maybe your job opportunities closed down. Maybe your children, as beautiful as they are, might just be a little bit tough at home at the moment. Maybe there's strains in your marriage. Maybe you're not married yet and you're like, God, why haven't you answered that yet? Do you not see me? Have you forgotten me? That's a weight that we carry around people. And in this moment, just as the music is playing, I want you just to surrender it, come to the cross. Surrender it to God. Surrender it to Him. 